0: This is the last week of this series on the last days, uh, inquiring Mayans want to know. Uh, and I've spent a good amount of time, five weeks, uh, telling you a bunch of things that I, uh, that I didn't know and that nobody else knows either. But a lot of people would like for you to think that they know. And uh, then last week, Barbie uh, stirred up our spirits and looking for the Lord. And so this week I'd like to spend a little bit of time talking about some things that I am looking for, some things that I would say, you see this, Woohoo! get ready. Uh, let's stand first of all and read from 1 Thessalonians together. Now brothers, about times and dates we do not need to write to you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains, pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers, are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep But let us be alert and self-controlled for those who sleep sleep at night and those who get drunk Get drunk at night But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled Putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ He died for us So that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. I pray that you would touch each heart, that you would anoint our ears, that you would give us understanding and insight. I pray, Lord, that you would stir us out of the doldrums that life and tries to immerse us in and let us see something more beautiful let us see life in Jesus name amen you may be seated what signs am I looking for it's uh it's very interesting that you know we get uh, to this particular point in this series and Earth is invaded by meteors on the same week. <laughs> yeah. And we can kind of laugh at that because we weren't there. But the truth of the matter is, I, uh, the, the Bible says there will be signs in the heavens and uh, the heavenly bodies will be shaken and uh, you know, this could just simply be the beginning. And if it is, then at some point we probably will be there. Or people that we know, people that we... That we're close to people that we love will be there. But that's, that's not exactly what I'm, I'm looking for. I want to step back. I want to tell you three things that I am looking for. But first I want to step back and revisit just a little bit the, the week that we spent talking about Antichrist. Because one of the things I am not looking for, and I want to reiterate this, is the Antichrist. First of all, the Bible doesn't tell us to look for him. You know, so the Bible doesn't say hey look for the Antichrist because that way you'll know he's coming then it's probably not necessarily a good idea to do so and then secondly there have been so many likely candidates in history and yet all of them have proven to not be the right one I just want to I just want to briefly touch on two of them the first most likely candidate was this guy Nero I don't dig the neck beard. I'm just saying (laughs) but a lot of people uh thought that, that he was antichrist and, and you could understand why he was he he ruled rome from 54 to 68 a.d rome ruled the world or at least they thought they did uh the people who were people who were under roman dominat- uh domination thought well they they ruled the whole world and 54 to 68 a.d wasn't that long after christ had ascended into heaven and didn't he say this generation will not pass away before these things will happen? And we're, aren't we all looking for him to come back in our lifetime? And so you got this guy who's ruling in Rome, and he also presides over the first Roman Jewish war, so he's obviously an enemy of the Jews, and bad things are happening because of him. And also, very much noted for persecuting Christians. This must be Antichrist. Only, nope, it wasn't. A little more recently there's been an example of someone that boy just really seemed to fit the profile and you know and that would that would be Hitler Uh, a lot of ways he fit the profile he was an excellent candidate first of all his rise to world power was meteoric I mean he came from nowhere and in, in a period of just a brief few short years not only took over uh a nation in europe but began to expand its boundaries and and seemingly everything he did worked and especially the first few places that he took over when he went into austria and when he went into czechoslovakia and when he went into poland it was all he all he basically had to do was talk his boastfulness his boastful words his boastful oratory if you remember what we had to say about antichrist that was this guy that was that was where he that was what was happening and politically uh, you know some of you know this but some of you probably don't you know the thing about Antichrist and the, and the wound of the head and it, it seemed that he died and and people were amazed that he came back and I, and I said that doesn't necessarily have to be literal this guy was politically dead I mean he was in he was in prison for trying to overthrow the government that's not usually a strong platform on which to run <laughs> for office that that'll 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 get you and not only that he had he had a front man he had a he had a forerunner he had a prophet if you will a man named joseph goebbels he was his um goebbels was his uh, propaganda minister and virtually anything that anything that hitler did joseph uh goebbels would would uh, twist it and make it sound great make it sound right and people went yeah He was very, very popular in in Germany. He actually was. uh, Hitler was. Even even as they were losing the war, the majority of German people felt like, wow, I mean, he's the Fuhrer. Calling fire down out of heaven. Uh, Some of you do know that the first military power to use rockets to deliver warheads were the Nazis in, in Germany. Now that's you know I mean when you think of calling fire down out of heaven there are more ways to do it than you know sacrifice on the altar boom uh I I think if you were under one of those rockets in those days you'd probably go and so you got people going wow this has got to be the guy and that was even before they knew about this holocaust thing and what he was doing to the Jews I mean the profile is all there if I had been if I've been in my dad's generation and studying these things and somebody came along and went, you know, Hitler's the Antichrist. I go, yeah, I know Hitler's the Antichrist. And let me just tell you, there ain't, there's nobody on the horizon right now that comes close to matching the profile like he did. But guess what? Eh, fail. He wasn't the Antichrist. So looking, looking for the Antichrist and kind of going, well, this guy fits and this guy fits and that gal fits, I guess, I don't know, uh, this day and age you could say that, is really a, a, a red herring. How many of you know what a red herring is? Okay, that is an idiom that seems to be slipping out of the English language. Uh, but what it, what it literally is, something is a red herring if it is a distraction from the real issue. So the... the the fireworks going off in the field down the road are a distraction from the fact that your house is on fire yeah that's that's really what you should be paying attention to and searching for the Antichrist is a red herring because that's not who I'm looking for that's not who I'm waiting for and that's not who the Bible tells me to look for and by the way there's no such thing as a red herring so even a red herring isn't a red herring doesn't exist Three things that I am looking for. Three signs that I consider. And and there are two things, two qualifications that these signs have to meet. One of them is I feel like it needs to be something that's identifiable. Something that if it happens you go, okay, yeah, that happened. There's no no question about that. And then I feel like it needs to be something significant. Something that, that you can definitely put your finger on and something that you can definitely go, whoa, here we are here and now the first one concerns money and most of you probably aren't too surprised by that and we actually touched on this a little bit earlier in uh, in some of the in some of this series but let me read to you from Revelation chapter 13 verses 16 through 18 a lot of you are familiar with it but it it concerns uh, the Antichrist and his false prophet he also forced everyone small and great rich and poor free and slave To receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark. Which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. This calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight let him calculate the number of the beast for it is man's number. His number is 666. Now clearly 2,000 years ago this prophecy is a foreshadowing of 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 a cashless society and In my lifetime, I'm not that old. I mean I'm older than I look <laughs> But I'm not that old especially I don't think I'm that old Somebody said something naughty over there. I I could tell <laughs> <laughs> Yeah But in my lifetime the the, the idea of people not using cash anymore was just uh, outrageous, just ludicrous. I mean, when, when I was, when I was a, a kid growing up, you went somewhere you took, if you bought something, you took cash unless you knew the owner of the store really, really well, and then maybe they'd, they'd extend credit to you. In fact, I remember the first time I ever saw a credit card. Uh, It was called a super card You know people today they have little visas and MasterCards and stuff. This was a super card You could take this card and you could buy stuff with it and then they'd send you a bill And you'd pay the bill every month, which is also a very novel concept (laughs) These days by the way Financial Peace University will be starting (laughs) The first Wednesday in March and especially if you've got credit card addiction, plasticitis, <laughs> then you need, to, you, need to, you need to check in to, to go into that class. But anyway, I digress. Uh, it, it, was, it was just ridiculous. And yet, 2,000 years ago, John suggested, not only suggested, said, it's coming, it's going to happen. And you know what? There's a whole lot to recommend it. To, a whole lot to recommend a cashless society, a one world currency for one thing it cost over two billion dollars a year for the United States alone to buy paper and ink and run presses and print money two billion dollars a year I'd pay a couple of teacher salaries if we didn't have to spend it on that oh uh, and cash cash is you can, you can lose cash uh, My son-in-law Jeremy gave me this dollar today because he owed it to me and it is legal tender. Okay But but you know what if this if I if I lose this if it if it were to fall out of my hand and go somewhere and We couldn't find it. I couldn't spend it anymore It's gone You all know that I mean it is just a dollar. Okay but in my day A Dollar it, it was a dollar. It wasn't just a dollar. It was a dollar I mean, I'd get off the bus after school and my dad worked in a grocery store uh, That's what he did to support his habit of preaching and I'd, I'd get off the bus and I'd go in and for 25 cents I would get a bag of potato chips a dr. Pepper a candy bar and five pieces of bubble gum. Hallelujah <laughs> so this wasn't just a dollar this was four days of treats <laughs> since I've been in Smyrna my billfold's been stolen twice and I've about quit carrying a lot of money in a billfold because I used to carry my a little a little uh, Margaret's birthday fund around in my billfold because you never knew when you might see something that you needed to buy uh, but I never got any of that money back so to to not have to worry about cash woo, it's pretty good and and not have to worry about exchange rates how many of you been out of the country okay not quite as widely traveled as as the first as the first group that's still a whole bunch when I was in my day (laughs) the idea of of living I mean not the idea of going somewhere out of the country Especially like over an ocean or something was just I that No, I might as well be thinking about going to the moon Maybe someday I would make it to Mexico or make it uh, to Canada But that that was about it. I mean, you know, Kentucky was a big deal Be (laughs) be very honest we lived in northern middle Tennessee Uh, But now I mean people you know exchange rates are not just for really really rich people because you go out of the country you take your your little American money and you give it to them and then they give you back some of their money for less than your American money was worth and then when you leave you take their money and you give it back to them and they give you some American money for less than their money was worth and that just doesn't seem right be a good idea to just have one money Two thousand years ago, John saw this, and these things, these, these attitudes, this, this, the need for this, the logic behind this, needs to be in place before the fulfillment of this prophecy can happen, and it, and it is happening. Now, let me just say this: I'm not afraid of plastic. You know. Uh, I, It doesn't mean that I have plastic you know I'm not talking about plastic phobia I'm talking about credit cards I'm not you know I'm not afraid of credit cards I don't think that oh I'm going to hell because I use my credit card and I'm not afraid of barcodes uh, because I know some people are afraid of barcodes think that's the mark of the beast or something but here's the deal when when it starts to become a a, a tat or an implant I'm off this train it's time to get off yeah, I, I I won't be going for that ride. But think about this. Right now, if you're out in public somewhere, especially with people you don't know, but you know, even, even oftentimes the people that you do know, and you start talking about Jesus, they kind of think you're weird, don't they? You know, I mean there's there's this sense that's kind of like Yeah, you're one of those. Spider Man is sitting over here. I I didn't. I just saw that. What? What can I say? Yeah. Okay. It's hard hard to do I'd, I'd rather have a crying baby than spider-man I, at least I know that they exist but any okay Uh <laughs> hmm. what was I saying <laughs> huh oh yeah and how weird it is all right when the time comes and the only way you can buy and sell stuff is you got this marker, you got this implant, or that, you know they buzz a little thing. I mean, you know, people love tattoos nowadays. I mean, you look at the 49ers quarterback and everything, but you know, if that's the only way you can buy and sell stuff, and you won't do it because 2,000 years ago some silly prophecy was written about uh, some mark of the beast kind of thing, all reasonable people are going to think you're very strange. The pressure, the intensity that'll be there to go, you got to be kidding me. It's going to be very real. That's one thing. That's one thing that I'm that I'm looking for because it's close. And you know what? It doesn't even have to literally happen yet for me to already be on board with this because so much of it has been set up to be put in place to happen. And I can go, yeah, it's there. I see it. One of the other things that I'm looking for concerns uh, the Arabs and the Israelis and uh, a treaty with Israel. Now, uh, this conflict, the Arab-Israeli conflict, really has no resolution whatsoever. Let me tell you why. The Jews obviously believe this land belongs to us. God spoke to Jacob said it belongs to you and your descendants. The Muslims on the other hand believe that any land that has belonged to Islam can never, that it, it, it's, it's a defilement for it to no longer belong to Islam, for it to be taken out from under Islamic rule. And so you've got one group going God gave this uh, to us and another group going God gave this to us and the only way it can be resolved is for somebody to go well our God was wrong and that ain't gonna happen and that's why it can't be that's why it cannot be resolved in human terms however I think there's gonna be a a false light at the end of the tunnel. Let me read a passage to you from Daniel chapter 9. There's some interesting stuff here, and uh, you know, there's also some math here, so don't get too freaked out about it. Just, just hang with me because it's, it's interesting enough if you'll stay with it. Uh, Daniel chapter 9. No one understands this. This is uh, the angel talking to Daniel. From the issuing of the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, the ruler, comes, there will be seven sevens and 62 sevens. It will be rebuilt with streets and a trench, but in times of trouble. After the 62 sevens, the anointed one will be cut off and will have nothing. The people of the ruler who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end will come like a flood. War will continue until the end, and, des- and desolations have been decreed. He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven in the middle of the seven he will put an end to sacrifice and offering and on a wing of the temple he will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end that is decreed is poured out on him now as i mentioned before um the bible isn't a math textbook and it's not an engineering book and we actually we actually get in trouble when we uh when we try to make exact equations work out and things however Uh, If we can assume that each of these sevens stands for seven years, something quite interesting emerges from this passage. Uh, Life has variables. How many of you know that? Yeah, I mean, stuff happens, right? Things that didn't happen yesterday happen today. Cars break down, people get sick, deals get made, checks in the mail. You see her for the first time and you're up preaching and you look out across the congregation and spider-man is in your, <laughs> is in your church
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know who that is but they're, they're good yeah anyway but I do want to meet you after uh, after the service <laughs> okay where was I uh, they're variables. Life has variables, so does prophecy. So does prophecy. The Jews were in captivity in Babylon. Uh, Je- Jeremiah said it'd be for 70 years. It turned out to be only 66 years. Well, why? Daniel prayed, and God shortened the time, and there it is. Jesus, was talking, about, uh, talking about the end times over in Matthew 24, says, If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. What, what had been foretold would, would be compressed and be shortened. So uh, I, I don't get hung up on the numbers being exact. Uh, Daniel's talking about 77s here. And, uh, and if you're interested in prophecy and stuff, you've probably at some point heard about Daniel's 70 weeks. or uh, If not, some of you may go and look at it now. And Some people have some really weird theories about it. But let me tell you what I know about it. Uh, the decree to rebuild Jerusalem. Well, that's a little fuzzy as well. If you go by when a decree was made in Ezra's day, it was 457 B.C. If you go by when it was made in Nehemiah's day, it was 445 B.C. So it's somewhere around in there. You know, and if you split the difference and, and also uh, uh, the changeover in, in, in calendar years, it gets a little fuzzy. Let's say, let's say 450, somewhere around there. Uh, 69 sevens, seven sevens and 62 sevens would be 483 years. For those of you who uh, know your times tables, uh, and so if you took 450, and once again that's an approximate time, and you stretch that out 450 BC, and you stretch that out 483 years, then that takes you to 33 AD. Anything interesting happened in 33 AD? What? Well, it's pretty easy to say, yes, sir. And then when you get down to having to fill in the details, it gets tougher, huh? Jesus died on the cross. 33 AD. The anointed one was cut off and left seemingly with nothing. Jesus was the anointed one, as a matter of fact. The the Hebrew word would would be Messiah, Hamashiach, the anointed one. Uh, The the Greeks would have called him the Christ, the Christ. Jesus Christ, the anointed one, 33 A.D. They say, well, what was that first seven about? I don't know. It was 49 years would approximately have been the length of Ezra and Nehemiah's ministry. Maybe that's what it's about. Okay, But we still got one more seven to come at some point in time. And when that one comes, it is marked by a, a covenant treaty. And it appears that in the middle of this treaty, the covenant is broken, and literally all hell breaks loose on Israel. Literally, is what happens. Revelations mentions this itself a couple of places. It talks about forty-two months, which is exactly three and a half years. It also mentions twelve hundred and sixty days, which is an approximation close to three and a half years, uh, in the context of trouble for Israel. Uh, uh, Revelation chapter twelve. Well, let me just say, I, I had also mentioned when we talked about the Antichrist that seven years and three and a half years seemed to be significant in him. Revelation 12, uh, the woman fled into the desert to a place prepared for her by God where she might be taken care of for 1,260 days. The woman was Israel. Revelation chapter 11, is talking about Jerusalem. And it says, exclude the outer court because it's been given to the Gentiles. They will trample on the holy city for... 42 months for three and a half years i could be wrong and but if there is finally a seeming solution to the conflict between the arabs and the jews and especially if that resolution somehow seems to involve a seven-year period you know we're going to try this for seven years or for seven years you'll get this in exchange for that or you know if somehow that's a significant number in, in this in this seeming resolution whew, I'm looking for two things I'm looking three and a half years into that sucker for it to be broken and for Israel to enter a time of trouble like it has never seen before and that includes the period of time that Hitler was in the world and I'm looking for Christ to come back looking for him to come back real soon And you kind of go well you know the you think that's going to happen absolutely i think that's going to happen because the bible said it was going to happen and then also because it's got to i mean it's got somebody's got to come along with a solution it it can't continue on as it is and we're close you know when i was back in my day (laughs) right before my day there we there, there there wasn't even an israel It wasn't even in place. It wasn't a political entity. Now let me me just mention one other thing here as well because uh, the temple, while I'm not looking for Antichrist, much that seems to be about him relates to the temple of God. And and I'm also not one of those who feels like the literal temple has to be rebuilt because the New Testament says that there is a temple. I mean, when when we sang that song about these are the days of David rebuilding a temple of grace, we are a living temple. Temple of God Say, well how could the Antichrist invade that well how could he so I don't feel like it has to be but there's a lot of people would like to see the literal temple being rebuilt and it may very well it may very well happen Uh, the problem is right now the location 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 the there's a there's a thing called the dome of the rock at the place where the temple mount was and so for it to for for that to even happen would have to take something miraculous for that to even for that to even take place but if it does if it if it is built guys i mean i'm telling you i know that people who don't know the bible and don't look at the bible and don't know god can look at us sometimes like we got three heads going on but the truth of the matter is is that is if Israel back, the temple gets rebuilt, peace treaties made. you got to be an idiot to know this stuff and not go, God's coming. He's on the throne. And it's going to be soon. It's going to be very soon. One last one. The two witnesses. Revelation chapter 11, verses 3 through 12 talks about uh, two witnesses and... (laughs) let me just read it to you those of many of you know it but some may not i will give power to my two witnesses and they will prophesy for 1260 days that's approximately three and a half years clothed in sackcloth these are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the lord of all the earth if anyone tries to harm them fire comes from their mouths and devours their enemies This is how anyone who wants to harm them must die. These men have power to shut up the sky so that it will not rain during the time they are prophesying. And they have power to turn the waters into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they want. Now, when they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes up from the abyss will attack them and overpower and kill them. Their bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which is figuratively called Sodom in Egypt. Where also their Lord was crucified for three and a half days men from every people tribe language and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse them burial the inhabitants of the earth will gloat over them and will celebrate by sending each other gifts because these two prophets had tormented those who live on the earth but after the three and a half days a breath of life from God entered them and they stood on their feet and terror struck those who saw them then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying To them come up here and they went up to heaven in a cloud while their enemies looked on there are a lot of people well there are some people who believe that the book of Revelation has all already happened and you know symbolically they can explain how it's already happened and I'm cool with them I love them I believe they're going to be in heaven because this isn't going to be on the quiz when you stand before God But i'm just not among those people because I missed this one There's several things in there that I missed like the rider on the white horse and the new jerusalem coming down out of heaven Uh, But (laughs) Who are these guys You know really uh, and not that that's necessarily important, but uh, People often ask that so i'll just give you the thumbnail of the speculation elijah is more than likely one of them I mean he he never died it's appointed unto man wants to die uh, he had power to shut up the skies and stop it from raining during the time that he prophesied and he uh, called fire down out of heaven and fires present in these guys ministry if you want to call it that uh, Enoch and Moses seem to be the other two candidates Enoch also never died and it's appointed unto man wants to die but it might be Moses Because he had power to bring plagues on the earth like these guys do. And he's also the one who came with Elijah to talk with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. But, you know, who they are isn't necessarily important. I think Elijah is definitely one of them. Because Malachi, the last two verses of the Old Testament say, See, I will send to you the prophet Elijah before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Or else I will come and strike the land with a curse. You may say, well, you know, I remember a few weeks ago you were telling us that Jesus said John the Baptist was Elijah. He was. He, he fulfilled the office of Elijah, but that doesn't mean Elijah can't come too. So, I mean, they can, they can both do that. But here's, a, you know, here's the deal. The Scripture also says that after this happens, after these things happen, people are still not going to believe. Two things. It's remarkable that 2,000 years ago a prophetic word suggested that in three and a half days people from every tribe and language and tongue under heaven would gaze upon these dead bodies. Back in my day. That really couldn't even be done. I mean, yeah, they could make a picture and put it on an airplane and fly it back and run it that night on on television but i remember the first time i remember the first broadcast that they uh, that they did via satellite from europe to the united states that's how old i am <laughs> and it was it was a broadcast of uh of the pope uh holding um a service in saint peter's basilica i have a great memory and uh anyway that happened in my lifetime Two thousand years ago John said in three and a half days everybody's gonna be able to see this how in the world did he know that I I, I mean how could that how could that possibly happen you know not only are they gonna see it they're gonna see it in living color they're they're gonna not only can they can they see they can see it on big screens they can see it on their on their telephones they can see it on everything that blows my mind I it just literally does the second thing is If two guys show up in Jerusalem causing trouble and nobody seems to be able to mess with them I mean whether streams of fire come out of their mouths or not I'm 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 thinking if nobody can shut these guys down and two guys show up in Jerusalem and they start ministering the word of the Lord while every and everybody's ticked off and plagues are happening and rains not falling and everything I'm sold I'm, I'm ready that, that's a sign as far as I'm concerned so the sign three of the signs I'm looking for money the one world currency the cashless society um, peace treaty Jerusalem especially concerning seven years and and these two guys but let me close with this since we belong to the day let us be self-controlled putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. We are not to look for signs, we're to look for him. If we look for signs, his coming will catch us unaware. I promise you. But if we look for him, we're always ready. We're always ready. Can't be caught unaware. If he's who we're looking for, and and the mark, those who truly belong to the day, those who truly belong to the to the night they aren't marked by knowledge they aren't marked by the ability to say well i know this you know paul says knowledge puffs up love builds up they're marked by three things they're marked by self-control there's a real scarcity of that in the church and i don't say that tongue-in-cheek or lightly or anything i'm there's a real scarcity of that in the church they're marked by faith and and i don't when i say they're marked by faith i don't mean faith you know and 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 i, and I don't mean faith, you know I mean faith simple walking around this is the way that i live my life my trust is in god one foot in front of the other kind of faith because it changes the way you order your life and the way that you do things and they're marked by love. And unfortunately, there's a real scarcity of that in the church. I, I don't want to give anything away, but my favorite line from the play is, I'm not mean, I'm religious. <laughs> and it's my favorite line for a number of reasons. And, and I loved, last night I was sitting by a, a couple of people who don't, uh, don't attend here, but they're friends of mine, and, uh, and, and I loved the reaction that, that that line got with them, because when that line came out, because it's a funny line, and some nights it gets a big laugh, but when that line came out, both of them went, oh. I went, yeah, yeah, where's the love? These are the things that if we carry them inside of us will prepare us for his coming. Make us ready to see him when he's here. These are the kinds of things that inside of us cry out. Come quickly, come quickly, Lord come quickly come quickly Lord this world is not my home don't wait anymore come quickly come quickly I appreciate the calling that God has put on Laura's life and Bruce and so many others to alleviate the suffering in the world but you know what I'm longing for that day when there is no suffering in the world when there is no poverty to be relieved, no oppression to be lifted. And that will only happen when he comes. Those who are going to pray for people, come forward this morning. If you're here and you don't know Christ as your Savior, he's coming. He's coming. And he loves you. And he knows that you're here. You You can't hide. He knows you're here. He brought you here. You didn't just decide to show up at church today. The Holy Spirit drew you. If you need to to know Christ we'd like we'd love to introduce you to him and if you're here and you just need prayer because it's a it's a fallen unpredictable variable world Uh, scripture says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person is very effective it it avails much it changes things so if you need prayer you come and if you don't worship with us for a little while Set up an atmosphere for those who are coming. To come next week because I, I promise in this room there are probably at least 25% if not 75% who are in bondage to unforgiveness and we're not only gonna talk about why it creates bondage I'm gonna talk about how you yes. how you get past it yes. how, how you get there so I encourage you to come also encourage you to come this afternoon <laughs> uh, not mean I'm just religious name. it's actually a very funny play and she really isn't mean. Uh, and she gets over being too religious so raise your hand let me give you a blessing may the Lord may, I, may the God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who sent his son into the world to redeem us and who will send him back to give us the fullness of our inheritance. May that hope reside in you. And may love and faith spring from that hope. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.